listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tbcweb.com. Well, good morning again, everybody. I feel like I should confess, um, I love peeps. So... If uh, you have got those in your Easter basket and you don't like them, you just drop them off at the office and I'll take care of that. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just want to say something quick. I don't, I don't know where Brian went. Um, I am so grateful for the talent and for the people that we have at TVC. Um, you know, Brian's heart for God and his heart for you as a church and as a worship leader, it just bleeds out of him. And you, you, you are so blessed. We are so blessed to have his leadership every week, I tell you. It's amazing to me. I just want to tell you really quick about something that's just started today that you can still get in on if you want to um, after this service. We just, we're starting a thing called Explore God. And if you're just thinking about questions about God and about faith it doesn't matter if you are like pre-faith, meaning you just haven't taken that step, or you've been walking with God for 30 or 40 years. Uh, I have found that the Explore God experience, inevitably every time I walk away taking away something profound in my spiritual walk. So wherever you are on that spectrum, I just want to encourage you. Um, it is not too late. As you leave this service today at 1030, you can head out to the information center. They'll let you know where the, where the, the class is going on. It, it doesn't even run for that long. It's just, a, it's just a few weeks. But I want to encourage you, if you have not been through it, take advantage of that uh, today. So last week, uh, we started a brand new series called Breathe. It's all about loosening the chains of fear and anxiety. And I, I sort of suggested to you that as we, I hope, are coming out of this season in this last year, um, I, I hope that we will perhaps navigate life a little bit differently than maybe we did before we went into this. Let's face it, some things have changed, haven't they? And um, you, you just can't help that. And if there's one thing that I, I think I've seen over the last 12 to 18 months or so, it's a rise in people's fear and anxiety can I just confess to you, maybe just make myself vulnerable to you? I have never been a person to struggle with anxiety. And this last year, I have. And if you have, you know what that's like, that weird feeling that wakes you up out of a dead sleep. I thought I was having a heart attack. Or that, that feeling when you wake up in the middle of the night and something gets on your, on your mind and you can't shake it. And you can't go back to sleep and, and all of that. I think, I think we've been dealing with those things in the middle of this uncertain season that we found ourselves in. And, and so for the next few weeks, we, we're going to be talking about that. And last week, we talked about fear, the fear of the future. Today, I want to talk about the anxiety of the present. And then next week, we're going to talk about the problem with the past, and how if you and I continue to go back to the past, we'll never be able to walk forward. 
And then we're going to kind of land the plane on this series a couple of weeks from now, talking about the challenge of working through grief, working through loss, working through the sadness and the, the things in life that, that are inevitable from time to time. But let me just recap for a moment. Um, the, the first question that we asked was, what is fear? And we kind of came up with a rallying definition. Fear is an emotion. Something's going on inside of you and I based upon or caused by the belief that I'm going to lose something or I'm going to lose control in a certain situation. Fear often holds people back or it causes them to do something. We said instead of being afraid of what you might loss or might, might lose or where you might lose control, here's the thing we ought to be afraid of. What has fear kept you from doing? What is it that maybe God has for you to walk into in your life that fear has said, stay away from that? It's lied to you and told you, if you walk into that, here's what's going to happen. Or what has fear caused you to do? And I, I mentioned last week, uh, I, I'm a little bit mesmerized by a show called Hoarders. Anybody ever see that? And um, these are folks that have been through some kind of a trauma or some kind of pain in their lives. And what they've done is they've, They've bought into this lie that any, everything has meaning and value and is directly tied back into their sense of self-worth and security so they don't get rid of anything. And so by the time, you, you know, by the time we watch it on TV, in some cases you can't even get in the front door of their homes. They're living in, in, in some cases, dangerous situations. What, what has fear kept you from doing and... What's it caused you to do? Because fear is always about something I'm going to lose in the future. I can't walk into that relationship because the the last relationship ended badly, so this one probably will too. I'm certainly not going to be the one to get on an airplane because, listen, just don't watch airline disasters the night before you get on an airplane, all right? My wife laughs at me because I love that show. And I I will admit, sometimes I turn it on before we're going to fly the next day just to mess with her. But... um, you know, but what, what is it? It's, it's about something I'm going to lose in the future. If I take a chance and walk into a new job, what might happen? If I take a chance on a relationship, what might happen? Today I want to talk about how fear shows up in the present. Because sheer fear shows up in the present as this. Anxiety. I'm afraid right now of what might happen. I'm afraid right now of what could be. The American Psychiatric Association ran a poll on a thousand homes. Two-thirds of them reported being extremely anxious about health and safety for themselves and for their family. More than a third reported being more anxious overall than the prior year. Surprise, surprise, look at what we've been through. The Association for Anxiety and Depression was quoted in Time magazine stating that 40 million adult Americans, that's 18%, of the population suffer from an anxiety disorder of some kind. Barnes & Noble announced a surge in the sales of books about anxiety. The Washington Post reported anxiety as the leading mental health issue among American youth. For ages 6 through 17, researchers have found a 20 to 30% increase in anxiety. World News reported that millennials, millennials are the most anxious generation and baby boomers had the highest increase 
of anxiety year over year. And this one really got me. The National Association on Mental Illness referred to millennials as the anxious generation because they are the first to grow up with a constant barrage of internet and social media. Can I tell you something? Our smartphones have not made us any smarter. What they have, they have done is they have made us addicted to information. And then you throw social media into that, and we're addicted to affirmation. Is someone noticing me? Is someone seeing me? Is someone liking the things I like? And I would say to you, quite truthfully, and I don't want to churn the fear pot, my kids are nine and eight. Over the next 10 years, we're going to truly see the effects of that which we hold so common and every day in our culture today. Anxiety is the present emotion of inner turmoil produced by the uncertainty of the future. It's the emotion I'm feeling right now because I'm unsettled inside because I don't know what might happen. Anxiety robs us of life. I remember uh, in college... This is going back now, 28 years. I got my first computer. It was uh, a Microsoft system, a PC, and there was this thing on there called Windows 95. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Um, So I remember booting that thing up one day. I'd had it for maybe about a year, and it was slow. And I said, well, what in the world is going on? Like, it was taking forever for, for things to open and for things to move along. And I had a friend that was in, in IT, and I called him. I said, man, what's wrong with this thing? He said, have you, run your, have you run your virus software? And I said, no. He said, you might want to do that. And so I ran the virus software. It's like this, this list of things that had, I don't know how, but they had gotten into my computer and really slowed things down. We carry anxiety around like a software virus. And what happens over time is it subtly slows us down. And it keeps us from operating at our full potential. Because fear and anxiety always hold you back from walking into what God might have for you. And ultimately what happens is it hurts us, but it doesn't help anybody. I mean, can you, anybody wake up and say, man, the world is a better place because I was anxious today. Man, my kids really benefited from that. My marriage is better because of it. Man, I'm thriving in my job because of my anxiety. No, it's not like that at all. I mean, here, here's what it feels like. Uh, me, what, what could go wrong? And anxiety says, I'm so glad you asked. And we begin to run through in our minds all the things that, potentially could go wrong, and it's, it's, like, it's like having a nervous breakdown inside of us, trying to hide what we hope nobody notices. In fact, I love this quote, anxiety is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. How true is that? There are very few things I remember about middle school because that's going back now quite a while. But there is one thing that I do remember. 
about middle school, and, and that was my middle school backpack. And I remember having to fit more things into that backpack than you could shake a stick at. And I, I also remember I, we had this thing called a trapper keeper. Raise your hand if you remember what a trapper keeper. That, that, this was like this sophisticated for the time notebook. And there were folders in there and you could put notebooks in there. And I had a, I had a pen and pencil holder. I was a bit of a nerd. I had a pen and pencil holder in mine. And, and that thing barely fit in a backpack because it was big. But man, we, we got it all in there. And I, I remember my backpack sticking out from my back like, like this. And, and we would put everything in. It was, it was the heaviness of the weight. And, and I, what I would say to you is that's what we do with anxiety. The fear of what might happen if I leave this job and, and take that job. What might happen if I, if I take a risk in a relationship and that doesn't work out? And, and we're gripped by the anxiety of that. And what, you know, what might happen if this friendship goes south or this financial deal doesn't go right or I attempt to start that business and it doesn't work out. And what happens is I take all that anxiety and I carry it around. But here's the thing. You don't see it. And I hope that you won't see it. And we hope someone would come along and lighten the load for us. Is it possible to overcome anxiety? Last time we talked about the opposite of fear being love. And, and today, I want to show you what the opposite of anxiety is. And I'm going to take you over to the New Testament of the Bible. That's the second half, if you will, to the book of 1 Peter. And here's what he says. All of you clothe yourselves, say the next two words, with humility toward one another. Isn't it interesting that he makes a connection with humility? Why humility? Because the opposite of fear is love. And the, what's the opposite of Humility. Pride. It's pride. He says, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. To the humble. See, pride says, I've got this. I can handle this. I can carry this around. And I can hope that nobody's going to see it. I can handle it. I've got it. And humility says... I can't. I can't. I can't carry it around. I can't bear under the weight of it. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your what? Anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. You know, the challenge that we face in our Western American culture is we want what we want, and we want it now. These two words, in due time, are very important because often the process in your life is as important as the product. It's what's being worked out in you 
over time. See, anxiety stems from carrying something you weren't meant to carry or that you're trying to control that you weren't meant to control. What does it look like to cast onto God the very things we were meant to carry? Because God cares, you can cast your anxiety on him. He loves you. There's not one of you sitting in the room or watching online or watching at any point for whom God does not love with an everlasting love. So what do you and I do? How do we do this? Let's take a look at the book of Philippians. Again, the New Testament, this guy Paul, who I walked all the way through his life last week. I won't do that again, but you can go back and watch that if you want to. But he writes to this church that he started, and he says this, do not be anxious about anything. Now, I have to tell you, the first time I read that, I'm like, yeah, right. Way easier said than done. Do not be anxious about anything But in every situation by prayer and petition, in every situation by praying, by asking God with, say that word, this is key. All of our fear and anxiety are lingering on something that might happen in the future. Gratitude is key because it snaps me back to right now and reminds me of the blessings that I have in my life right now. So it's funny, you know, I, I have to admit to you that often these messages come out of what God's doing in my life and what he's doing in me. And it's been, it's been a season of transition for my family I want you to think about it, right? Like, both my wife and I, both of our families are on the East Coast. Our relatives are all there. And I love, I love Michigan, and I'm thrilled to be here. I have to tell you that. And I, by the way, I really love being your pastor. I just have to say that to you. So, I mean that. But it's been hard. You know, we're living, living in a rental situation now, waiting. We, by the way, we, we closed on our house last Thursday. So we're excited about that. Yeah. And, um, but it's been a season of uncertainty and unknowns. And, and sometimes, right, your head gets the best of you. <laughs> and I had a moment this week where God was like, well, you're going to preach on this. Let's try practicing it. <laughs> and I said, God, I'm thank you for my wife who has supported me now for 18 years. She's moved like 15 times. I didn't make a very much, whole lot the first few years of ministry, and we had to move a lot. I have two beautiful boys who are articulating their love for God. I have a great church that I get to be the pastor of. I'm falling in love with you people. <laughs> yeah. I have great staff here. And I went through, and I went through, and you know what happened? the anxiety began to dissipate because the the gratitude snapped me back into the here and the now. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, 
present your request to God. Look what he says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. See, you and I can cast your anxiety on him by turning your anxiety into prayer. Prayers of gratitude and thankfulness. Sometimes we get so caught in what, what, what needs to happen or where we need to be or what we need to accomplish or what we need to earn that we don't forget that the present moment is full of blessings of its own. So I have to ask you, will you try to carry your fears? Will you try to carry them around and hope that, that, that nobody's going to see them and nobody's going to notice them? But meanwhile, you're the one bearing the weight, or will you be willing to cast them on the one who cares for you? You want to know how I know and how you can know that he cares? The cross. The cross. Where Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. See, see, the cross reminds us that he's willing to carry us. But it doesn't end there. Jesus did what no other person had ever done. The empty grave reminds us that not only is he willing, but he's capable. And he will carry you every day of your life. And he's willing to take the anxieties and all those things if you'll simply take them off and hang them on the cross and let him take care of it. Let him carry it. And then you need to keep reminding yourself and reminding yourself. And, and that's one of the reasons we're going to do what we're about to do. We're going to invite you to this table that we call communion where we get together and we, we eat bread and we drink from a cup. And these are symbols, they're reminders of God's love for you and me. They're reminders that there's nothing that you could do that would separate you from his love. There's no anxiety or fear that can separate you from the love of God. And we, we eat this bread that represents his broken body and this little cup that represents the fact that he poured out his blood for you. He died for you so that you could have life. What do you do, though, in the meantime? Remember back before I said, in due time? You be prayerful. Practice prayer. And you don't have to be a theologian to pray. Believe me. Just talk to God about what's on your heart. Practice surrender. Practice, practice the discipline of saying, no, I've already laid that at the cross. I've already let Jesus handle that. I've already put that at his feet. I don't have to control this situation. I don't have to determine every outcome, cross every I, and dot every T. I simply have to be the son or the daughter that God created me to be. And then focus on gratitude. If you're not sure what to pray about, 
Pray about what you're thankful for. God, I'm thankful I have a roof over my head. God, I'm thankful I have a car to drive. God, I'm thankful I have a job to go to. God, I'm thankful for my spouse. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful that I got up this morning and you put air in my lungs and gave me another day to live. That's what you do in the meantime. And here's what happens when you do those things. You're guarding your heart. You're saying, no, I'm going to fill my heart with good things so that there's no room for the negativity or what I, what I call stinking thinking. So here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to come out of your seats in just a minute as we sing and take one of the cups that are in the, in the tables across the front here and just hold it and bring it back to your seat. And I want you to hold on to that as we sing. Don't do anything with it. And as we think, as we sing through the next song, I want you to think about what you're grateful for. And as we sing, we'll just talk to God about that. And then I'm going to come back in a few minutes and lead us through this time of remembering and celebrating that because of Jesus, we do not need to leave room for fear and anxiety to grip us. We can allow him to remind us of his love for us. And I just want to acknowledge for, for some of you, this, this church and faith thing might be new and maybe you're just checking out TVC or watching online. There is no pressure here at all. But if you believe that God might be maybe calling you to himself and wanting to show you his love for you and your life is leaning in his direction, I just invite you to come. You're welcome to this table this morning. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning for your faithfulness. Prepare our hearts, God, as we come to this table today. And in these next few moments, remind us that there's so much to be thankful for. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tvcweb.com.